Welcome in to episode three, uh, and uh, we're back here on the weekly dip. Uh, we were not with you last week. I apologize about that. I had some things come up, some important matters, so uh, we delayed the podcast for a week. But uh, we are back this week, and boy, do we have a lot. A lot to cover. Um, so, of course, this podcast uh, coming out the day uh, right after the big game. We'll break down the big game, and we're also going to talk about, I had kind of promised um, something I had started doing earlier in the week. Um, I had mentioned uh, if you follow us on Twitter, and if you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, make sure to give us a follow. It's just simply at the Weekly Dip. Um we have all the the latest podcast news on there, so feel free to check us out, and uh, uh, we welcome your follow. We're also on Facebook, also at The Weekly Dip, and then we're even on TikTok as well at The Weekly Dip, so we're, we're very easy to find. We're on all the platforms uh, you, you, you could ask for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, basically, I kind of mentioned, though, on our Twitter um, that... We were we were talking about and it, it stemmed from something. We were going to talk about mental health. Um, I felt that this was a very important topic to cover, um, simply because uh, there was something I was watch. I've been watching the Olympics um, this past uh, week, and uh, one of the biggest stories um, that unfolded kind of during the week was about that of a U.S. skier. Uh, Michaela Schifrin, uh, phenomenal skier, um, honestly one of the best there is, um, right up there with Lindsey Vaughn, I'd put her, and uh, I just, I, I wanted to cover something very um, specific um, about what unfolded um, that I witnessed on, on Twitter, after, especially after her first uh, run, so uh, we will cover that. And we will also, of course, break down um, the all the big game news as well in the second half of the podcast. So, uh, but let's 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 get to it. Um, first things first about Michaela Schifrin. So, um, if you don't know um, what happened this past week, and and there's some good uh, news as well. Uh, she had a couple of events, or really three events in total, I should say, so far. Um, she's got to have another. A uh, couple this upcoming week as well uh, that have not happened yet. So there's actually one that's coming that's happening later on today. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we're already taping the podcast. I, d- I didn't want to delay it another week. So we're going to cover um, really, you know, what, what, up until this point. So uh, the first race she did, um, she went off at about. Maybe the third uh, gate, um, the third or fourth gate, maybe might even be the second gate. Um, she, she just couldn't get down the skis and, and went off course, and unfortunately, uh, you know, you miss a gate, you get uh, disqualified. That's that's how skiing how skiing rolls. So, getting into a couple days later, she, you know, it wasn't a big deal. She, you know, you figured she could rebound, you know. And I'm gonna be honest, most of that snow that they've had in, have in Beijing, they get an estimated, they get around 10 inches a, a year in Beijing. So all that snow was really fake. And I know this past week they did have later in the week, especially into the weekend, they had some actual snow in Beijing, but they just, they don't get a lot of snow. So, um, 
all that snow that the skiers are using, any winter sport for that matter, is fake. Um, it's all fake snow, pretty much. Um, except for some of the you know events that happened over the course of the weekend, because obviously, um, you know, you know, it's a lot easier to do it on actual snow as opposed to the fake stuff, you know, because it doesn't glide as good. So she missed the gate, went off course. So you know. You know, it's okay. It happens. It it happens every now and then. And then, just maybe about forty eight hours later, she was doing the downhill slalom, and um, that's the course. If for those of you who don't really watch the Olympics, uh, that's the where they have the poles. They have to go around on uh, each side of the pole. Well, she missed one of the poles again, you know, and went off course, so she got disqualified. So at that moment, uh, that was the night she went off to the side of the hill and just was sitting down there in disbelief and, you know, had her head down. And the whole situation was just absolutely heartbreaking and very sad because, you know, these, these athletes train so hard for an Olympics and to come up, you know, and have that happen to you again, it is just rough. And, um, her actually, Michaela's boyfriend is actually also a, a skier, but for Norway, um, he wrote a real nice message to her on uh, on Instagram. I I saw, and uh, then also Michaela's mother uh, Eileen is actually her coach as well. So, you know, normally they're not letting any of the families travel uh, for the Olympics because of uh, COVID restrictions in China. But uh, due to her mom being coach, she can come with her, which was really the nice part. You know that she was able to have her mom there in that particular moment. Um, and of course, the other really kind of heartbreaking story with her was she had lost her father back in 2020, uh, February 2020, due to an accident uh, around the house. And actually, a week prior to her skiing was the anniversary, the, the two-year anniversary of uh, when he had passed away. So you know, I can't even imagine the amount of pressure she was under, and really just whole situation just very uh difficult to deal with especially you know training that hard and and i i can't even imagine um well and of course this is where we get into kind of really the topic um you know she's off on the side there were other skiers that were going now nbc um focused the camera in on her um you know and rightfully so because obviously it's uh, she's really, you know, anyone who's watching NBC's broadcast obviously is American because you know, that's the broadcast region. So um, they basically wanted to kind of show what she was doing. But, you know, I, you know, I, I get 100 percent what they're doing. They want to show people want to know, you know, what happened. So I get that. And I understand some people online were basically saying, like, you know, well, you should let her have her moment. And I totally agree with that. That is hundred percent. And at the same time, I understand the other side as well, where, you know, they're just doing their job as well. So this is where we get into a little bit though of a situation. There were some people on social media sites, uh, primarily Twitter that were, you know, just going at her going, she should be getting off the course. She's well, first off, she was not on the course. She was she was off to the side. She was not blocking. She was not preventing any other skiers from going down the hill. And people were like, you know, she's only caring only about herself. Well, here's the thing. Well, people just and I, and I feel like the only way you, you you understand this is if you've actually dealt with it. 
Um, she does. Uh, now again, I do not know her entire, um, her entire you know uh, mental history and everything, and it would not be right for me to comment on that. I did read, however, that she does struggle with anxiety, and that's perfectly understandable considering um, all she's been through, and a lot of athletes do suffer uh, from that as well, just because um, you know. It's a little bit different from, and not saying it doesn't happen in a team sport at all, but you know, it's a little bit different, especially when it's an individual sport. All that pressure is on the athlete. They train so hard, and all that spotlight's on them to perform. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Obviously, I, I've never been a professional Olympic athlete, and I can, you know, so I'm not going to say I know exactly how that feels because I, I don't. And I'm sure it's got to be a, a tremendous amount of pressure. Um, but so basically some people online, you know, who've never skied in their life or, um, you know, been an Olympian are all commenting going, she should get up. She should do this. You know, she can move on. It's, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Stop making it all about yourself. So that's another thing that sort of angers me is, and I'm going to share something is very personal with me. And, you know, um, I don't really even really like to talk about, um, but as someone who I have struggled with anxiety and stuff in the past, and I'm only sharing this it because of if anyone's out there listening right now that, you know, needs to hear someone who, you know, who they can relate to someone struggling from the same thing. I, I'm here for you. Um, please reach out to us on 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 uh, on Twitter. I'd be happy to talk with you. Um, to you know what your situation is and everything, um, and I'm I'm not offering medical advice or anything like that because I'm not a doctor, um, but you know I can at least help you how you know give you my opinion on on how I deal with certain issues and you know as I'm even as I'm talking right now I mean it's this is difficult for me even just to talk about on a podcast, um, but I just felt like I couldn't hold my silence anymore. It is not that easy to just simply say, especially if you suffer from any sort of depression, anxiety, um, you know, to just get up. It, it doesn't work like that. Um, it, it really doesn't work like that. Like, I can't just be like, you know what? One day I'm happy. It, it just sort of, it, it just takes over. I, I don't know how else really to describe it unless you've actually experienced it. Um, and everyone deals with it differently. You know, that's, that's kind of the main thing. A lot, everyone deals with it differently. Nobody's the same. People cope in different ways. And that's what, that's really what makes our world so great is because there's, everyone is different. Not everyone's the same. And that's what makes everyone, you know, in their own way, beautiful. So anyone out there, you know, listening who's struggling with this, I just wanted to say, you know, I hear you. I, I really do. And it, it sickens me when I, I go on and I try and not do it because, you know, it just it just angers me. I read this stuff. And, you know, but please, um, I, it you know, if you're struggling, please, if, if you need help, please reach out, get some help. There's always someone there to talk to. I just wanted to let you know that um, because it's not easy. It's not easy for certain people. And for some people, it's extremely difficult. Um, you know, coping with that is not is not easy. Um, and there's different ways people cope. Um, I just I couldn't be silent anymore. I, I you know it was getting to the point where 
and we see this constantly. I mean, this goes back to even the summer games um, over the summer with uh, some, the whole with Simone Biles. Um, and the best, if you have not seen it, I highly recommend watching it. Um, it's on, I believe, Peacock. Um, Michael Phelps did a really good special um, talking about um, his experiences and suffering from um, mental health issues. And, you know, it really is eye-opening, especially, you know, if you if you're just, you know, if you just don't understand, you know, it and that's the thing. Um, we're just I'm doing this as a way also to reach out to, you know, people who just don't understand. And I don't think that makes a person a bad person that they simply just don't understand. Just some people just have never experienced it, you know, and I'm happy for them that they never because I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Um, you know, if if you suffer from this, um it's it it can be rough at times it it really can and um my job as a podcaster i'm i'm just trying to get the word out i i want to help people you know i i want people to know that they're not alone and to let people know who don't understand what mental health um can can, you know can be completely you know that just think oh you're sad today well tomorrow you'll be perfectly happy It, it doesn't work that way um it doesn't. I'm telling you that, uh, you know, and like I said, like, you know, so I, you know, I just really did want to get, uh, you know, that addressed because, you know, I'm, I'm tired of seeing it online. I, I'm tired of seeing social media just kind of being this big bullying ground, you know, it, it's just what it's become. It's, I just, I miss the days of when it first, I remember when social media first came out and, you know, it was this kind of really cool way of, of getting to, you know, connect with people you haven't seen in a long time, you know, whether it be, you know, people from high school, you went, you know, you went to high school with and reconnecting with them, you know, family members, maybe who live on the other side of the world, you know, it was, I mean, for example, you know, there's people, um, I know, for example, in like, an extended part of my family have relatives in Greece and they were able to actually uh, connect with them on Facebook without actually having to go to, you know, Greece to see them. And, or even just a, you know, you can't really exactly do a phone call. I mean, it's, there's this thing called long distance. It doesn't, you know, especially in, in uh, before the days of, you know, international it was kind of all with the international calling you know that was kind of the only way really to talk and and unless you had a certain kind of a plan that allowed that you know you just can't really you couldn't really communicate with people like on the other side of the world like just that easily so you know it was a nice way to do that and to share pictures and stuff like that but it's it's become this and really i would say and i don't want to get political but i would say honestly i would say since like about mid 2015 and I'll kind of let you fill in the blank. I feel like that's really kind of when we got into this just tail you know this just downhill kind of social media just kind of bullying mentality. Um that I felt we didn't really have as much before. Sure sure there were some, but it really, you know, 
didn't get bad, I would say, until really kind of mid-2015. Um, and, I'll, you know, again, I'll let you fill in the blank on that one. Um, but, you know, anyone out there that, you know, if, if you're struggling, you need someone to talk to, feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk with you. If you... Uh, if you just need someone to talk to, um, there's there's hotlines you can you can um, you can call. That there's always someone to talk to. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of put this out there, and I know uh, you know there was a lot. Of, put it this way, I didn't want to just. I of course didn't do a podcast last week, and I didn't want to like just put out like a piece of crap, and you know. Say this is the podcast for the week. Uh, you know, I got to give you a podcast. I, I wanted to really put some thought into this and really connect and, and talk about it because I just felt it was that important. Um, and I really hope you know this has helped someone out there. And you know, even just informing from it. You know, for, I, I keep saying it. I know I keep probably repeating myself, but just from an informative uh, basis, you know. It, there are so many people out there that just truly just don't understand. And I think that is what I'm trying to help um, do. Um, and kind of getting back, for example, to the people who just don't understand. I think everyone copes with it the same way. Um, for example, like I, I had a guy on um, on Twitter that on my regular account uh, was, was basically – Saying, oh, well, you know, about Michaela Schiffer was going, oh, well, Brett Favre's uh, father passed away and, and he played football a day later. And, well, listen, I, you know, obviously Brett Favre, you know, I, I don't know what mental health issues he, he struggled with. I, I don't. So I'm not going to, you know, that's not he could have and I'm not. But again, like I've said, everyone handles things a different way to compare and put everyone into the same basket is is not right and and there i just really wish you know it, does, it doesn't make the person feel good when you, when you do that like don't go and compare people and say oh you know this guy handled it this way so you you could be held to the same step no that's that's not how it works everyone deals with things a different way and i just wish some people would understand that and you know again i'm not saying that just because you don't understand that makes you a bad person but i just wish that more people would be open and understanding you know that this is not just something anyone can just get over and everyone handles things a different way everyone is different and that's what makes everyone beautiful in their own way so that i will leave you with that uh, the very good news, though, um, actually, I'll leave you with this. Uh, Michaela did run the third race um, last week, and she did make it downhill. Um, and it was a race she had never done before. It was the the super uh, super G, real real uh, steep hill uh, for sure. And you know, sometimes they reach reach speeds on that hill, and they have like it's cool because they actually put the uh, speed they're going. They, if I remember right. They were some skiers were going about eighty to eighty-five miles an hour, which, you know, I just can't even imagine being on skis going about that fast. So, pretty crazy stuff. I mean, I I just don't 
I, I can't imagine it. So, you know, like hats off to them because that's, you know, and, and she made it to the bottom and she has a real shot at winning the combined uh, later in the week. So uh, we'll update you on that in the next uh, podcast next week as well. So that is, we're going to switch gears now, and we come back, we're going to talk all about uh, the other big event going on, of course, the Super Bowl, and um, how that all turned out. Uh, we're actually taping this right, literally right after uh, the big game, so uh, keep it right here. You know where it is, the Weekly Dip Podcast. Want more of the Weekly Dip Podcast? Follow us on Twitter at The Weekly Dip. And welcome back to The Weekly Dip Podcast. It is Paul, uh, and we're going to talk all about the big game. You know what it is, the Super Bowl, between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals were the home team. But technically, they were playing in the Rams building. So, you know, if anything, I felt that actually benefited the Rams because the Rams then get to pick, you know, they're considered the away team, but yet they're playing in their own building. And they also get to pick the coin toss. So, you know, and again, you know, it's completely fair, though, in a way, because, you know, that's just completely random. Every year it switches between who's the home and the away. Uh, Last year it was uh, the uh, NFC was the home. So, um, this year, of course, the NFC was the away. They they like to like to switch it up. But um, in any event, let's get into it. Um, so I was I don't I don't really have a dog in the fight. Um, I'm I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and you know we we haven't been there in a while. Uh, we were in there in '06, um, the same year that. The Prince halftime show happened, by the way, and uh, just want we'll we'll get into the whole halftime talk in just about a, in just about a few minutes. But uh, uh, that was honestly one of my favorite uh, halftime shows, and we lost we lost to Peyton Manning and the Colts, um, and then of course before that was the appearance in '85 when we beat the New England Patriots, um, and of course the famous 1985 Chicago Bears. So. Since then, uh, haven't haven't had much to show. So, I don't have anyone in in the in the fight. So, I sided with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals because you know, as a long-suffering Chicago Cubs fan, I, I know the feeling of really you know long droughts. <laughs> so I, I I felt like it was only right. You know, listen, in Cincinnati, they haven't their last postseason appearance just or. or yeah, their their last like postseason, or no, no, what am I saying? Their last world uh, championship in that town was like in 1990, and that was the Reds. So you know it was a while ago. I believe it was the Reds. I'll have to, to double check that because I don't want to. I don't want to put out you know false Cincinnati dates. Let me check that real quick. Oh yes, yes, yes. I was right. Yep, 1990. Yep, they beat the Oakland Athletics four uh, zero. I apologize. I was not alive in 1990, so you can't come at me and be like, you know, the Reds won 1990. Well, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really born yet. Um. So anyway, in my lifetime, I've really never even seen Cincinnati even be really successful in any sport for that matter. So, um, you know, it's it's been a long time. I, I had to root for uh, Bengals because you know, like I said. I root for the underdog. They really had a, just a great story for the you know Joe Burrow, likable guy, 
a hometown guy, uh, or well, he's from Southern Ohio. I know he's not from Cincinnati, but he's from Southern Ohio. Um, and you know, it's just just a nice story. So, uh, and down the other side, of course, you got the uh, L.A. Rams. And I'll be honest, I I was you know happy for Stafford, uh, long time with the Lions. First year he leaves them, he goes to the Super Bowl. So, you know, and I know with Detroit, listen, as a Chicago Bears fan, I, I know all about the Detroit Lions uh, being in the same division. Um, and put it this way, I, you know, we suffer as Bears fans, but I don't know how Detroit Lions fans do that. Um, I mean, they really, I don't know how you guys do it. Props to you because I don't think I could honestly, you know, because here's the thing. Even you could say, well, you're a Cub fan, Paul. But, yeah, I am. But here's the thing. We've won at least, even before we won the World Series, we at least had won playoffs. Playoff, like, appearances and whatnot. You know, we were, you know, at least it, it kind of helped. Um, when, you, when you're not winning any playoffs or even not making any playoff appearances, that's difficult. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Lions fans do it. It, it is truly unbelievable how they, uh, um, you know, are behind their team. Because, I, like I said, I, I don't know how you guys do it, but the amount of great players that have gone into that place and have just come out with no hardware is is just sad. Uh, Barry Sanders, for example, or uh, Megatron. <laughs> Those, those poor individuals who were with the long-suffering uh, Detroit Lions curse. So uh, Matthew Stafford was about to be on that bandwagon, as, or you know, I don't want to call them a bandwagon because they're not like you know was about to be part of that that uh, team as well. <laughs> that 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 wonderful tribute, um, but then left uh, this past season. Uh, now now with the Rams. And ends up going to the Super Bowl in the first year. So, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, who knows, um, if, if he was, you know, there a little sooner, if he would have also had a more successful, you know. Because he's, he's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, he is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I, I was rooting for the Bengals. I'm pl- you know, I'll, I will say this before I go in and start trashing. So, if you don't know by now, which I'm sure everyone listening, you know, more than likely, if you're listening to this, you more than likely watch the game, so I don't need to get into what happened in each quarter. But before, so obviously the Rams won in the end. But um, we are going to cover something else that happened as well. That was, of course, the halftime show. And see, this is where I'm gonna hats off to the LA Rams. Congratulations, you guys won. But I'm gonna get in now, and this is where this whole podcast. I feel like I've been very, you know. From the beginning, you know, very kind of just calm talking about. But I'm about to kind of go on a rant here, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to scream. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, on the stuff I didn't like, um, I didn't like the halftime show, and I, I, I don't like rap. So, um, that's a huge reason right there. So yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like rap. Um, so, you know, the whole the whole show obviously was rappers. So. And I've been seeing some things online about some people saying, like, oh, uh, you know, anyone who doesn't like the, um, you know, it's all these old guys. Those guys. <laughs> so I don't know how to, how to put this um, in, 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 in audio form <laughs> other than because it's such a common thing online and it's always funny. A lot of people online were posting a picture 
of like your typical kind of people that like to complain on the internet and it's those dudes that usually have a profile picture in wraparound sunglasses usually they're in a car or a truck more than likely a truck um and or maybe usually in their 50s <laughs> and you can kind of kind of get the image i'm 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 talking about, um, and a lot of people have been saying, uh, "Oh, these are all the people who who don't like the halftime show." And I'm like, "Yeah, I take offense to that because I am I am not that person at all. Like, do not rope me in with those people. I don't. I'm I've always been an alternative rock fan. I don't I don't care for rap. I mean, it's I feel like <laughs> I'm a millennial. Most people, most millennials." do like all that kind of stuff like like Eminem and Dr. Dre and I I don't like it I I didn't like it even when the only one I don't mind is I don't really mind Eminem with like lose yourself I'm okay with that song um but I I don't I don't like the kind of music I I just simply don't I don't get the hype over Snoop Dogg I I personally think their other music just sucks just really is not good so you know and everyone's allowed to have their own opinion so you know (laughs) don't put everyone in the same category because believe me there are there are some younger people out there like myself um that don't like rap it's just that simple i i did not enjoy it i i remember when they announced it and i was like oh great can hardly wait but what i will say is this so my favorite band out there is uh i was a big fan uh i'm a big big fan they're my favorite band uh, the killers um now of course those of you who don't know um they are from Las Vegas. Um, so in a few years, in 2024, Las Vegas was awarded uh, the Super Bowl. So I am all for the Killers, you know, being the halftime uh, performance be, for for that simple for that for that show because let's face it, they are from Las Vegas. So you know, I get I get for this you know game. I understand why they put all because of like that whole West Coast rap vi- uh, rap vibe with Tupac and you know I I get that um, and you know I will say I did kind of like the the part in the, the show how they did a tribute to him. However, I didn't care for the show. I just simply don't like that kind of music, and you know I wish you just you know respect my opinion. I don't like it, so. Um, and I personally think I listen. I don't have an issue if they want to play, you know, different kinds of music. I'm just hoping that in future uh, games that they don't like, you know, always just make this like, oh yeah, let's do rap every year because you know, let it change, change it up a little bit every. You know what I mean? Like, fine, you want to do it this year for for rap, fine. But you know, I just get kind of as as a, as a fan of like alternative rock. I just feel like alternative rock doesn't get a lot of, and there is a huge amount of younger people that you know that are my age, like millennials that enjoy alternative rock that are not fans of rap i mean i just never have i grew up in a house that you know my dad i I grew up on classic rock so i i like classic rock as well and alternative rock is just kind of the newer version of the current classic rock that hasn't been old enough yet to be considered classic rock but one day will be end up in the classic on the classic rock radio stations but there are younger people that do listen to it and I just don't understand. I feel like, you know, you watch any of those award shows, like the Grammys, they always cut off the alternative rock. It's always just rap. It's like, why are you, like, I have no issue if you want to, you know, put rap too, but come on. It's it's a show about music. Put all kinds of music on there. Represent everyone. Like, don't just 
have rap, you know, and don't not show the I don't I just I don't I don't like that. Um and it's just annoying. I remember a number of years ago they had nine inch nails on there. Um I think it was the Grammys. And they cut them off during the credits. Like and they were doing a tribute, I believe it was to Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. And they literally cut them off and they they were not happy. Uh Trent Reznor, lead singer of Nine Inch Nails, was not a fan. Um and rightfully so. I completely understand that you show all these other you know rap performances but you know you don't show um you know alternative rock you don't give it the same love that you give other kinds of music and it's not like it's old it's newer music so like you know it's all current music so i don't i don't get it the only time you'll ever hear you know is if someone kind of breaks through where they're also on like a top 40 station so someone like billy eilish for example um you know she gets a lot of you know um and rightfully so she's very talented um she gets a lot more you know kind of public eye view because she's also played on top 40 stations but really she is considered like alternative rock so that's all i ask is show the same love you know vegas is a is a city it's very um you know i understand california southern california with the whole west coast rap scene i get it uh, Las Vegas is a little bit different, though. Las Vegas has kind of this alternative rock vibe. So in 2024, NFL, if you're listening, I better. Uh, I, I definitely want to hear some alternative rock in that Super Bowl. Uh, because, you know, let's be real. Um, that's kind of what's from that area. There's a lot of bands. There's Panic at the Disco, The Killers, and Imagine Dragons are also from there. So, you know, I... I mean, wouldn't that be a great show to have those three together? I, that would be a phenomenal show, in my opinion. So um, we'll see. We got a few years till then. Um, but let's get into the game, to the ending of the game. So again, hats off to the Rams. They won. But here's here's the one beef. And, and listen, I have nothing against the city of Los Angeles itself. It's a beautiful town. Um, I but. L.A. is the the other reason I just could not root for L.A. They are, and I am saying this because it's true, the big, and I'm going to have all these L.A. people, you know, are going to be like, oh, what do you mean? We ain't like that. It's like, you are. Los Angeles is the biggest bandwagon town in the country. And if you don't think it is, I'm going to tell you for a few reasons. First off, they remind you hosting the game. I literally heard boos when they won. <laughs> there were more Bengal fans than there were Rams fans. They also hosted a, a, a party, like a prep rally. No one showed up. Going back a few years ago when they moved from St. Louis to Los Angeles, someone found <laughs> the NFL on Fox. So they have their studio. Uh, Fox has their studios in, LA, in the L.A. area. They wanted to welcome back and this is when the Rams were playing at the Coliseum um they were I think it was against the Eagles um yeah because it was a big game between Carson Wentz and Jared Goff <laughs> they they actually someone had dug around online they they so basically the NFL and Fox they have you know Terry and uh Michael Strahan Jimmy Johnson Howie Long um they they had their set and normally they're in the studio well, because it, there are studios in L.A., and they've never been able to do this before because there was no team in L.A. for the longest time. They figured, let's take it to the actual game. We're right in town. We can go outside and have some fans behind us. Well, they were so worried about having no Rams fans behind them. 
there were Rams fans behind them, and there was also some some Philly fans behind them. But someone dug around online and found the NFL on Fox put a casting for people to basically act as if they were fans, to act like they were Rams fans. So they had a casting call. <laughs> and the Rams fans, uh, or fake Rams fans, basically, you know, go behind them and act like they're Rams. So they probably get a jersey and everything. And then you go, yeah, go Rams. I don't know anyone on the team. So, you know, the fact that... <laughs> As someone who grew up in the Chicago area, that's just a joke because all of our games have uh, sellout crowds. Um, we we don't have issues with attendance in our city. Um, L.A., not so much the case. They always constantly are kind of known as a bandwagon town. Um, unless the team's good, which then, of course, emphasis on the name bandwagon. And the other thing that kind of annoys me is you'll always see all the celebrities always there that act like, you know, they've been fans their whole life. It's like, you've probably never been to, like, a, you know, and they're from different parts of the country, and they're like, ah, I guess I'll root for the Rams because, you know, I, I live here now. It's like, why? <laughs> like, why? You're from you're from Michigan. Go root for the Lions, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, it's... There's there's a hometown guy, um, for example, I know that was at the game, and I, I I do not get me wrong, I love his comedy. He's a funny dude, Sebastian Mascalco. He's actually from the same town I'm from. Funny dude. If you have not seen his comedy shows, uh, they're hilarious. They're on like Netflix or something. All of a sudden, you could check them out. They're really cool. Um, but he was at the game, and he's like, you know, <laughs> he was. I mean, he's he's from here. He's like a Bears fan. So like. You know, all these people that are, like, going there and are, like, rooting for the Rams. It's like, you guys are from different parts of the country. Why are you suddenly so, like, oh, yeah, go L.A.? You know, it's like, like, I, I just don't get it. And, <laughs> you know, I like teams that were, you know, have passionate fans because, you know, it, it's very meaningful to them to, to actually win. Um, I felt like the Rams really only had about five fans. Um, I felt like they had fans when they played in St. Louis, and then the whole Stan Kroenke uh, thing happened, and that's a whole other story for another day. Um, but, you know, I can't even imagine what people in St. Louis, how they felt about uh, the game tonight, because I don't know there's many Rams fans in St. Louis. Um, but, you know, this there's a reason Los Angeles lost three football teams. <laughs> and why there was not a team, not one team there for the longest time. Because if you don't know, they lost the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Rams. So, of course, the Oakland, uh, the Raiders moved to Oakland, and now they're in Vegas. The, um, they originally, of course, Los Angeles. The Chargers originally were in Los Angeles and then moved to San Diego after their first season. And then recently, of course, moved back um, just like a year or whatever after the Rams moved there from St. Louis. So... You know, this is a city that lost all of its teams and then now suddenly is this football mecca. It's, you know, it's it's, it's just annoying for, for team, you know, for fans of teams who, you know, they've been a fan their whole life. And, you know, it's it just I, I don't like bandwagoners. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and it's a known fact there that just, you know. They just don't have the same love for sports that a lot of other places in the country have. Um, you go up the road in San Francisco, 
you know, up there, they they love their sports teams. Um, so it's not just like a California thing. You know, I feel like, yeah, Florida, that's probably true. Florida, all the teams in Florida are pretty much. But a lot of that also has to do with a lot of retirees living there. And, you know, obviously aren't going to just bandwagon onto the home teams there. So I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, uh, you know, kind of the no, no fan support in Florida. But L.A., not a sports town. Um, or even, you know, San Diego, that's another good example. San Diego had a decent fan base when the Chargers were there. Now they have no fan base. They were literally playing for, like, their first season in L.A. when they moved. They were playing in a uh, in a in an ML MLS uh, stadium, that StubHub Center or whatever it was called. Um, and I think it's got a different name now. I, I forget. But yeah, and they they still couldn't even that that stadium is not even that big, and they still couldn't even sell out the place. Like, it's just it's sad. It really is sad for teams who actually you know. And we're going to get into one last thing before we wrap up the podcast. This game, I personally felt, was a phenomenal game. It was very back and forth, and really you felt till the end. I mean, both teams had a chance to win it. But what really annoyed me toward the end of the game was the— and again, this is spoken from a, from someone who does not have— you know, anyone in—I anyone in, don't have any loyalty to either of these two teams— but uh, let's be real. That <laughs> at the end of the game, they were really they were letting them play. Each I think each team had I think exactly two two flags the entire game. Um, they were the refs were letting them play. Um, and I personally I like that. Let these guys play. Enough with the flags. Enough of the refs trying to be the center of attention. Let these guys. Do what they do and play football. As long as it's not an overly dirty play, obviously, then let them play. You know? So, at the end of the game, they literally called a hold on on the Bengals. And it it gave L.A. an automatic first down. And it's like, it would have been, um, it it would have been a a third down, I believe. Yeah, I think it was third. I'm trying to remember. I believe, yeah, it would have been a third down. And it gave him an automatic first down. So... And there is even uh, the two announcers, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, even were saying, um, "Where's the hold?" <laughs> you know, they they couldn't find it. And I just and then they started throwing flags like crazy, and I was like, you know what? You guys just wrecked this game that was so good and competitive, and you just wrecked it like by by basically inserting yourself into the game and affecting the outcome. And now, you know, had they gotten, would they have still gotten the touchdown? Who knows? If they got it, they got it. Then, you know, they might have still won. If they didn't, they didn't. And we're talking about a completely different uh, ending. So I just I just wish that the refs didn't insert themselves toward the end of the game. And I, I know I'm going to have some L.A. fans being like, well, well, you guys didn't call that. You know, they, they didn't call a face mask earlier during that the old touchdown for the Bengals. Yeah, but here's the thing: they were not calling any flags. They were letting these guys play till the end of the game when suddenly it became a problem. So, you know, you want to call about the face mask again? It's not like they had only called things on the Rams. No, they they were. And you know, they were being fair with their play calling on both sides up until the end of the game. And it's really a shame 
that um, that had to happen because it, re- it really was a great game. Um, but again, hats off to the Rams. Who knows if they still would have won had that call not happened? I have no idea. But you know, the result is the result at the end of the day. They're the uh, the champs. So nonetheless, congrats. But anyway, um, that is going to do it for um, this week's podcast. And again, if you listen to us, of course, the earlier part in the show today, we talked all about mental health. Uh, please reach out to someone, someone you know, someone you feel comfortable talking to. If you want to me- privately message me, go right ahead. Um, love to hear from you. Um, well, I'd love to hear that you're doing okay. I don't want to say I'd love to hear from you, but I, you know, that you're doing okay and you just want to, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to help. Um, and yeah, please talk to someone um, if 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 you're struggling, because uh, you know it's it simply is a a tough thing to talk about, and um, that's kind of uh, what we're gonna wrap up the podcast today. So thanks for listening. I apologize for the no podcast last week uh, as we wrap up now episode three, which would have been four, but look at us, we're three. <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you next time. So long, everyone. This has been the Weekly Dip Podcast. Check us out on Spotify and wherever else you may find your podcast.